This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have another young reporter here from CampusReform.org, a website I go to every day. Getting the job done, it's Austin Brown from Youngstown State University. How's it going, Austin? Good to see you. Not too bad. Thanks for having me on, Joe. Yeah, I appreciate you suiting up. I feel like I'm underdressed. What's going on here? I, I didn't get the memo. Yeah, I, I try. Hey, you're looking good. All right, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, Youngstown, we've got a station there. They love the, the Joe Pag show. I, I think there's an Italian connection. I know that you're Italian as well, so this is going to be fun. I love that area. Are you from Ohio? Are you from Youngstown? Or are you are you coming in from somewhere else? Yeah, I'm from a little east in uh, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, so it's right across the border. Okay, and and um, it, it, right because Pennsylvania, people think Philadelphia, which is closer to New York. This is far west Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, this is like right on the border, like pretty close to about a half hour away from a university. Very cool. Campusreform.org is the website. Go there every day and check out these great stories. Young correspondents like Austin are getting done for you. Um, I know that you're not a journalism major. What are you studying there? I'm studying finance with a minor in math and entrepreneurship. But like you told me before we started, you like to write and this kind of made sense. Yeah. So, I mean, just being somebody who's always been drawn to politics and that sort of thing, I thought this would be a great fit for, you know, also catering to my hobby of writing. It's called Youngstown State, so I'm guessing it's taxpayer subsidized. Does that mean that it's a left-leaning liberal school or no? It is in many ways. Uh, it's not as extreme as some campuses, fortunately, but there definitely is a liberal influence there, yes. Midterms, the big story? Everybody talking about those or not so much? Uh, somewhat. Uh, now that we're back in person, it's a lot more uh, strenuous on some people, I would say. It's not too bad in my classes at the moment, uh, fortunately, but yeah. Are the people who are liberal on campus freaking out that Ohio went so red? You guys really went red in Ohio, which I'm glad for. Um, J.D. Vance winning, DeWine winning again, uh, Florida even more red. But in, in Ohio, I think a lot of people were surprised that it was so red when Michigan right across the border is so blue. Is that is that a big talk or not? Yeah, uh, I think a lot of the college students here kind of saw this coming. They understand the demographic here, even though a lot of them are left-leaning. Uh, I think at this point, they just realize there's not much they can really do about it. Uh, the red wave was coming here and it, and it did indeed, uh, you know, arrive. It's Austin Brown. He's got an E at the end of the, of the word Brown. So go and check out where are you on social media? Can people follow you or not? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. My handles, uh, Austin underscore Brown underscore. Nice. And again, Brown has an E at the end. Uh, just one more question just about the atmosphere on campus. Um, it, it doesn't appear as though it's as radical and, and, far left to shut down anybody who doesn't agree with us sort of a campus, but are there congregations of people who are on the right and people on the left? And are you, do you have an opportunity to talk it out or, or are they separate entities on campus? It's pretty separate. Uh, I actually run a chapter of turning point USA here at Youngstown state, as well as the chapter of students for life of America. Those unfortunately are really the only uh, conservative voice on campus. Uh, there are a few liberal groups as well, but there's, not uh, too much dialogue between the two sides, unfortunately. 
Is it one of those situations where your professors are so liberal that you sort of have to get in line to get a good grade? Some people I have on from campus are like, yeah, I've got to like go against what I know is right just so that I can get a good grade and get out of that class. Yeah, that actually is a problem here for a lot of people, unfortunately. Um, I have not really dealt with it too much, but I know a lot of stories, especially through the pandemic, where there were a lot of faculty members and professors uh, seemingly harassing people to disclose their vaccination status and things along those lines. So, so wrong. that definitely is a problem. Yeah. That should never, ever, ever, never happen. You know, these are they're supposed to be the academic elites, right, Austin? And then they say something so stupid, ignoring uh, informed consent. Informed consent is the law of the world. It's not just us. And we should be able to make a decision like that. And the fact that there was any pressure at all to, to expose what your status was is actually against what human beings, you know, supposedly got done after World War II, and we saw that experimentation happening. These these emergency usage authorization shots should never have been pushed by anybody in any sort of authority, just my opinion. All right, let's get into these stories that we're working on from campusreform.org. The, these universities are celebrating Transgender Awareness Week. Where is this happening? So this is happening all across the country, unfortunately. In this specific campus reform article, they mentioned uh, places like University of Missouri, Ohio State, Kentucky, and even University of Pennsylvania. And the sad reality of that is two of those universities are actually uh, in, in with Princeton involved as well, are actually Ivy League schools. So to see schools of that caliber and of such a high echelon pushing ideas like this in an ideology that's not based in truth whatsoever is just really unfortunate to see. You couldn't be more right. So why do they do it, do you think? Just so that they get a good score, that their credit doesn't go down? It's an ESG thing? Why, why do they do it when you and I both know they know better? I think it has a lot of reasons that they do it. I think, one, uh, they recognize the demographic of students that go to their universities. Right. Uh, unfortunately, these campuses have been saturated with liberal students, so they want to cater to that demographic. And I think they're also caving to the social pressure. Um, an issue like this is obviously really contentious and talked about these days. So if they have a way to try to virtue signal and make it seem like they're on the right side of things, I think they're going to take that chance when they can. Yeah, but the demographic of trans students is going to be minute like it is in society. So it's actually the demographic of those who want them to say or do something to make them feel better about the school that they're spending $100,000 to go to. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think a lot of the time, Again, that comes back to the idea of virtue signaling. A yeah. lot of these uh, students really have no skin in the game of uh, trans rights or anything along those lines. So I think that they just want to make it seem like they're aligning uh, with what is considered right by the most people these days. Even though they know, they, they know it's wrong. It just is. I, I, yeah, I, I got you. I mean, it, it's too bad they're bending over backward because it's not helping society at all. And it's not helping these young students understand biology and reality and uh, gender dysphoria and so on. It's Austin Brown from CampusReform.org. Exclusive Cornell students cancel Coulter's speech. Ann Coulter, my friend, wasn't allowed to speak. Where's this? Yeah, so Cornell had a group of uh, leftist radicals infiltrate one of the events on campus where Ann Coulter was trying to speak. And essentially, instead of recognizing that uh, she, as well as any other person, has a right to free speech, they decided to uh, heckle her until the event was shut down. And unfortunately, there was such a lack of security there present that, uh, you know, she was forced to leave, as you said. You know, it's one of those things where the universities now are saying, no, 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 you can have free speech. You, you can come and speak here. Bring your own security and give us several thousand dollars and a down payment in case there's any damage. In, in essence, telling people don't come and speak. So Coulter, Anne is strong enough to say, I'm still going to show up. And the campus allowed somebody to shut her down? Really? 
Yeah, unfortunately, and that that's the sad reality of this. This is not the first time that we've seen this on a campus. This has been happening for years. Unfortunately, now it's with more frequency. But these schools that want to claim that they are a safe haven for free speech or have free speech statements or anything like that, what they really need to be focusing on is how do we protect free speech on this campus? Not just putting out a written statement that carries no weight, but actually putting people in these events to ensure that these people's rights are actually protected and not shut down like we saw with this. Let me get your opinion on something. Why don't students just say, let her speak, and then we'll take the microphone and we'll debate, we'll argue, we'll mix it up, we'll have every different uh, uh, thought process, every different idea will be out there. Wouldn't that be more beneficial to society and for their learning process? Shutting it down isn't helping anybody. Why don't they do it that way? It would be beneficial for society, but I don't really think it would be very beneficial for them because I think they recognize, like a lot of sane individuals, that they're ideologies really don't make much sense. So I think that when it's going to come down to a debate based on logic and reasoning and things like that, they're not going to uh, do so well. I think that, you know, in the absence of being able to shout somebody down and, you know, put their feelings before a fact that, you know, there's really not much weight that they're going to carry in a debate. Austin, is it one or both of these things? They want to shut her down because they think that her saying what she's going to say will educate people and show another side of the story, or they want to shut her down because they're so ingrained in believing what they believe, they truly think what she's saying is somehow violent. What what, what do you think it is? I think it's a little bit of both. Um, Nowadays, these sorts of individuals have become so indoctrinated that they've actually been deluded to think that words do, in fact, equal violence. Right. Um, but really what that is, is it's just a, you know, a catchphrase that they want to throw around to say that if somebody, uh, dissents or speaks against what they believe that they want to put the term violent on it so that most people have a reaction to it. When in essence, uh, unpopular speech is the reason that we have free speech in the first place. We wouldn't have to have a first amendment to protect something that's already popular and mainstream. Exactly right. If we all agreed, why have the first amendment? It's Austin Brown from campusreform.org. He's a student at Youngstown State University. Um, uh, is it university or college? It's university. Yeah. Very good. Um, uh, so when it comes to these things happening on campus, it's your belief that they just sort of put out a memo. They say, hey, man, we don't like this is happening. But secretly, the administration's fine with alternative voices not coming in. Yeah, and I think that that's the reason why you see so much of a reaction when a conservative group comes to campus and so much accommodation when a liberal group comes to campus. Yeah. There are Uh, rarely are issues like this when a left-leaning group or speaker comes to a college campus. Uh, I can tell you for a fact that on my college campus, when uh, one of my groups gathers or has an event, we are not always accommodated extremely well. And I know that some of the students, uh, you know, have spoken out and said, why do we even allow conservative student groups to come onto campus, which that's the whole essence of having, you know, a diversity in thought. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's Austin Brown. And uh, remind me, it's Austin underscore Brown underscore on Twitter, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. And Brown has an E at the end of it. Let's go to the next one. Elon Musk's Twitter takeover will create unsafe, is in quotes, unsafe environment. Editorial board argues. Who's arguing this? So this is the Pitt editorial board. And apparently this is their school newspaper. Um, which is, you know, you would think to be the voice of the students, but again, it's just a radicalized arm of propaganda for the school, it seems, to speak out against uh, someone who's trying to take over a social media platform and make it equal for everyone to share their opinions and views. So the editorial board said it's bad that that Twitter is actually going to allow both sides, because what happened for a long time, and you know this because you're on Twitter, is it was unfair 
leaning towards the left. They would squelch people like me. It took me forever to get to 25,000 followers. Suddenly, I'm at 140,000 because people can see what I'm posting. There was no engagement. And if you just said that you like Biden or the left or Pelosi, you blew up like crazy. They thought that was fair and okay. But having equal access by all voices is somehow unsafe. Yeah. And I think that that, again, if you really look at what the meaning of being liberal or you know what they claim it to be, is accepting. But in reality, the only thing that they accept is the, the viewpoints that they agree with and the people that they agree with. And what they were hoping to do was turn Twitter into an echo chamber. Uh, now that there's an equal playing field and people can express what they think and you know say that without fear of repercussion, then they're afraid because they know that now their ideas are going to be challenged and their ideas are going to be challenged in a way that logic and fact and reasoning is brought against it. And people are going to see uh, all of the holes that their argument has. You know what kind of cracks me up? I've been watching this, and it's kind of funny. Sarah Borealis did this the other day. People are announcing on Twitter, I'm leaving Twitter. As if, oh, my God, he's leaving Twitter. She's leaving Twitter. What am I going to do now? Nobody really cares. Uh, I think they think that they're more important than they are. And this could be somebody who's not famous like Sarah Borealis. It could be anybody who has a blue check mark or who has a large following on the left. I am leaving as if Twitter's now going to fall apart. It's not. Um, in fact, if they stayed, they might actually get a bigger following from more diverse people from diverse backgrounds. Have you watched that as well? These big liberal accounts threatening to leave or I'm going to leave or they have, in fact, left? Yeah, and you know the ironic thing about that is these are uh, so very similar to the same people that were saying that they were going to leave when President Trump won, uh, right. you know, the presidency. And they were saying they were going to go to Canada or they were going to go to wherever. And really, none of these people left. It's a hollow threat and one that nobody should really take seriously. And even if it was serious, I'm not really sure why people would care. Uh, I, I think that really speaks to the attitude of entitlement on the left, um, similar to in many ways how they think that they're entitled to their own truth and their own pronoun set and every, you know, all the other accommodations that they expect to be made for them that are not based in any reality, but more of a delusion. Very well said. It's uh, Austin Brown from Youngstown, uh, Ohio. Let me go to the last one. University commits to campus-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion audit. This whole, this whole DEI stuff is getting out of hand. Explain where this is happening and, and what that even means, DEI. This is happening everywhere, unfortunately, and this is even something that I've seen at my own university. Um, the student government here just recently voted to have a similar uh, ad hoc committee formed to investigate some of the program cuts that have taken uh, place on the on the campus. And for some reason, they thought that it would be a good idea to do that through a DEI lens. Uh, similarly, at Point Park University, they're also having a DEI uh, audit to go through every department and make sure that the education and the things that the university is doing is done through an equity lens, which as we all know, despite what the name might suggest, uh, has nothing to do with fairness. But in reality, it's all propaganda and a you know a particular agenda being pushed. What's interesting is they try to use it as a synonym a synonym of equality. It's not equity. Of course, means that I take from you to give to that guy to make sure that you have the exact same. Equity is just a modern word for socialism. Do students not understand that that's what equity means, that it's not about equality? It sounds cool. Like you said, it, it sounds like it might be equality, but it's not. Equity literally means take from somebody who earned it, give it to somebody else so you feel better about everybody having the same. And, and when campus reform has asked students, hey, would you take that A down to a C to give the guy who got an F also a C? Their answer is, well, no, I worked for that. If they understood what equity meant, they wouldn't be for it, would they? No, and I think that that's the problem. Uh, issues like this are put, you know, in a, a, a good light 
because of the outcome. That's what people think is that they think they want uh, equal outcome instead of equal opportunity. Right. And if the last few years haven't shown these people uh, that that's actually not the case with things like the student loan forgiveness, which are sure to cause mass inflation more than we already have, and gas prices and things of that nature, uh, socialism does not make anybody better off. It may seem that it does, but there's always somebody paying uh, for what's happening. There's never a free lunch. And it's the same with equity. Uh, somebody is going to you know, suffer so someone else can gain. Exactly right. Unfortunately. And, well, well, you're right. Equality of outcome is socialism. You're absolutely 100% right. Plus, the really dark side of it is it disincentivizes people trying. It disincentivizes the idea of equal opportunity and and uh, the American land of opportunity. That that goes away if you just say, here, everybody gets exactly the same. Why would I try? Exactly. And especially in a setting like a college university yeah. um, where you're there to learn. Everybody there has been gone through an application process and been accepted into the school. So the mission then of the school would be to teach these people and act as a beacon of truth rather than a political arena where, you know, certain ideologies are pushed in place of actually putting a valuable education forth for the very expensive tuition that these people are paying to get it. I got you. I think it's very well said. Austin Brown from uh, Youngstown State University in Ohio. I appreciate you coming on from campusreform.org. Let's do it again, okay? Yep. Thanks for having me on, Joe. I appreciate it. Hi, brother. We appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Always great to have a young reporter from Campus Reform. Go to campusreform.org like I do every day. They really, they truly do great journalism. Very, very smart young people, and they're doing journalism, uh, journalism the way that it's supposed to be done. Go to JoePags.com. Follow me on all the social media. Keep in mind, we're building uh, on the Instagram with the come on videos, also the informational videos and some fun stuff over on YouTube. We're doing a lot of stuff on Twitter, on Getter, on Truth. It's all right there at JoePags.com, plus great um, stories written by the staff every day, as well as uh, links to our videos, too. Let's do some pop culture. Whoop. Dirty pop. Hi, Paul. What's happening, brother? So have you seen the situation with uh, Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster? I have no idea. What is that? So um, her, she's going on tour, and she's putting um, you know tickets on sale for her concerts. And sure. tomorrow, Ticketmaster was supposed to do, I guess, their public on sale um for, for the tickets well apparently a few days prior to that there was this disastrous like pre-sale process that people were complaining about now to the point that they've canceled friday's sale because they don't have enough tickets get out of here yeah and, and, and I she mean, could sell it easily who screwed it up her or Ticketmaster? Ticketmaster. so to the point where now like uh tennessee's attorney general is gonna investigate oh, wow. Ticketmaster for antitrust violations Crazy. That is Polo. That's crazy. That's Sam. That's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Yeah.